Welcome back, everyone. For Stacey and Pete, it's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're here with another re-release of an earlier episode because we're taking a tiny little break, one we've been teasing for a while, just never did it. We're doing it for real this time. We're doing it now. Just a tiny break to gear up for spooky season, for all the fun holiday Mm -hmm. content that we have heading your way. It'll be quite the run. It will be. I'm tired just thinking about it, but also excited. Very excited. (laughs) So this episode was one that was a two-parter. Well, no, it wasn't a two-parter. It was a standard format for this time. Yes. So we used to do two movies per episode, and this pairing was Teen Wolf and Teen Witch. Two 80s classics. Absolutely. Love anything with a little uh, supernatural twist Mm -hmm. to it. So we decided, though, that we would split them up, you know, spread it out a little bit. Spread that love. (laughs) (laughs) I did re-listen to the episodes for the first time in a very long time. These came out in March of 2021. So it's been a long time. Right. It's always, you know, I actually enjoyed the episode, but there are certain things that you hear, like certain, uh, even some words that we try not to use so much anymore, because we're just always very cautious about trying not to offend anyone or or anything like that. And then also some noises that I know we now edit out (laughs) (laughs) that are not edited out there. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But overall, I think it's a fun episode, you know? Yeah, I have re-listened to this one and I enjoyed it. But I'm glad we're revisiting it because there was a travesty here, okay? We didn't cover the full list of the cast. And I feel so awful about that. Because there were so many great characters and actors in this movie. And I don't know why I cut it off at a certain point. I'm curious if you had filled all these out and I went behind you and deleted some of them. You may have. Because you're one who was always like, do we need to say every single one of these people? Yes. It's not my favorite. I know it's not. But listen. It's necessary. I get it. It is necessary. And, And a lot of these characters were a very big part of the movie. And I'll get into more of why I feel kind of bad about it. Yes. In a second. I don't know for sure that I did that. It may have just been you not putting them on there. So I'm not taking all the blame. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. I mean, I think it was just like, well, most people don't know who that character name is, even though they're like in it a lot, but they weren't like a main character. Right. But one of them is like in the most popular scene of this movie that people still, anytime I ever post about Team Witch, it could be a totally different scene and everybody is mentioning this scene. We'll get to it in a minute. But let's go ahead and list the actors that we did not list before. All right. Give them the proper credit that is due to them. It is due to them. First off, we have Megan A. Gallivan as Kiki. Kiki! We have Tina Caspare as Sean. And now, Tina, I mean, she's in some of the biggest 80s classics like Can't Buy Me Love, Mac and Me. teen witch she was in annie when she was younger i mean can't believe i didn't mention her well we have now so sorry for the first miss next up we have shelly berman as mr weaver who sadly passed away in 2017 we have marcia wallace as ms edith malloy who passed away in 2013 sadly but she was louise's teacher she's the one that gave her the the amulet oh gosh 
Cindy Valentine as Shauna the rock star. I mean, we did talk about Shauna in the episode, but I don't know that we actually mentioned the actress's name. Yeah. So, And last, but definitely not least, Noah Blake as Rhett Capaletti. He's Polly's scene partner in Top That. I'm king, and they know it. When I snap my fingers and these bodies say short, I'm hot, and you're not. But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot, Top That. Which is the biggest scene. That's the one I was referring to. Not only did he give us Top That, but he also, along with two other friends who their names were not listed, you know, throws in some raps <laughs> in several songs. Mm-hmm. You get one in Popular Girl. And then you get one when they're in the classroom that is solely, it seems like he's freestyling a rap about a certain body part. <laughs> we'll play it here. Does anyone know what, what this might represent? A Roger, a loved one, joystick, dong, zipper lizard, tally whack, and trouser snake schlong. That, that's enough, Fred. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> it's a classic. It is. How did we not mention him? I mean, I think I did mention Rhett, but I didn't say Noah. And... I'm so sorry, Noah, if you're listening, because now Noah follows us on Instagram. Right. He engages frequently. He's always like liking my post, commenting in the post, whether it's about Teen Witch or not. He'll sometimes tag us and stuff. Yeah. It blows my mind. And not only that, but Mandy Ingber, who played Polly, also like she doesn't follow us, but every time we've ever shared about Teen Witch, she always shares it. And that always makes me happy. So I'm like, if you had told 10-year-old me that the people who gave us top that in Teen Witch would one day be engaging with me on my social media platform. It would blown your little <laughs> mind. It would have. <laughs> and it always makes me smile. Every time I get a little notification, I just love it. And listen, if we ever become brave enough to have guests on our podcast, I think Noah should be one of our first guests. I totally agree. Just because he's always been so kind and people that follow us love Teen Witch and love Top That. So I think they'd really love that. I think so as well. Not making any promises though. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll go at our own pace. Yes. Also, like after we discussed the movie, there were a lot of stories that we share in this episode that I was cringing about (laughs) when I listened. Yeah. But then there are a lot of parts that I loved and I especially loved how protective you were when I was telling the one story from my cheerleading homecoming experience. It still makes me angry today (laughs) and I still feel just as protective. I love you. I love you too. Also, we were talking about this in the Teen Wolf episode, but this was back when we used to talk about toys from our childhood and things like that, that we had recollected. And we both agree that we need to start doing that again. We do. We've gotten a lot of new stuff since we last did it. And in this episode, I had a surprise for you too. It was like, it was a late Valentine's Day gift, which by the way, you broke that since that episode because you opened it on air. Oh. Uh, You have since broken it and had to get another one. Ah, yes. I do remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So keep that in mind now when you listen to him opening that package. Yeah. Know that I strip sacked myself. (laughs) If anyone doesn't know what that means, go watch the NFL and see what happens to a quarterback and his football when he gets strip sacked. (laughs) 
All right. I think that's all the notes we have. We hope you enjoy the episode. All right. It's my turn. It's my turn. All right. What do you got? I finally get to talk about this epic movie that changed my life. Changed your life? Teen Witch. Nineteen eighty nine, directed by Dorian Walker, written by Robin Minkin and Vernon Zimmerman. Before I get into the stars, I just have to say that I love it so very much. <laughs> I know you love this movie. We almost covered this back in, in December. December, correct? We did, and then we decided that we needed to get into some Christmas stuff. Yeah. So we held off. So you've been chomping at the bit. I have. I feel like almost every week when we discuss what we're going to cover next, I bring up Teen Witch. Like Teen Witch now? Is it Teen Witch? <laughs> How about now? Teen Witch? I'm like, yes, yes, it's Teen Witch. Let's do it. I finally got my way. And it's actually perfect because I love the pairing of Teen Wolf and Teen Witch. Yes, it is a good pairing. I like it. So it's starring Robin Lively as Louise Miller. You may know that she's Blake Lively's sister of Gossip Girl fame, Mm -hmm. half-sister. She was also in Karate Kid 3, and she recently was on the Hulu show Light as a Feather as as one of the moms. Was it about a Ouija or about, like, magic? Yes, it's about people that played that game, and then there's, like, a curse. Ooh, cool. It was actually pretty entertaining. I was watching it, you know, around Halloween. Ah. Did you ever play Light as a feather. I have never tried to play that, which blows my mind that I haven't, but I haven't tried. I feel like I've played it and it didn't work. Uh, I've heard from some people who say that it does work. It worked. (laughs) Is what you're saying. They lifted somebody off the ground with a finger. One of our Instagram followers recently messaged me and said that they played that and it worked. Do they have video proof? Probably not because it was probably in like early 90s. Where was their cell phone? I want to play it and have it work. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, the first time that we get together with all of our friends after all this. I mean, I'll just do it like, we'll do it tonight. I'll start chanting it and just. Oh, you, me, Kitty, and Sketchy. We'll bring Azazel inside. Oh, you got to have Azazel for something like that. Yeah, you do. She's got the perfect name for it. She does. (laughs) She's got them demon eyes. She's a demon. She's a demon. Uh, that's a supernatural reference, by the way. Well, well, that's a combo reference. Hold on. <laughs> it is a combo. It is a combo. Because reference. it's Azazel came from a character on the show Supernatural, which is one of our favorites. And it's the yellow eyed demon, right? It's the yellow eyed demon. Yeah. Almost one of the scariest characters of that entire show. He was terrifying. Absolutely. But anyway. What's the other half of we the named reference? our We named our cat Azazel and the. She's a Damon is from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. She's a Damon. <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. That's a good Australia, mate. Australia, mate. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like two episodes of that. I know. I don't know why I didn't keep watching it because I love all the Housewives stuff. Yeah, I liked it. Anyway, back to Teen Witch. Yes. So Robin Lively, the iconic Louise Miller. Then speaking of iconic, Zelda Rubenstein. As Madame Serena Alcott. Madame mm. Serena, most known for her role in the Poltergeist series. She also has a cameo in 16 Candles. What does she do in 16 Candles? She shows up at the church, the sister's wedding. Oh, that's right. I feel like she like played the organ or something, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I remember her being there. 
I might also be thinking of Full House and the wedding scene. <laughs> I might be mixing those up right now. Forever. I'll be so happy loving if you haven't listened to our Full House episode, it is super fun and you need to go check that out. That's some gold on that one. <laughs> then we have Dan. Is it Gauthier? Is that how you would say it? Gauthier? 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 Dan Gauthier. 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 <laughs> Dan Gauthier as Bradley Powell, a.k.a. Brad, or as Pete kept referring to him as we watched it, B-Rad. Old B-Rad. He was a heartthrob. I had a mega crush on him. He also played Kevin Buchanan on One Life to Live. Who knew? I will not go off on a soap opera tangent like we did our last episode. <laughs> that was a fun part of that episode. It tangent was. away. It was, but I don't know if I remember him playing Kevin, mm. but I probably... This is one you watched, though. Yeah, I yeah. did. Totally watched during the 80s and 90s, so I don't know. Anyway... Joshua Miller, who played Richie Miller, Louise's younger brother. Yeah. Something interesting about him is that he co-wrote the horror movie Final Girls. That's a good movie. Which we really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And the TV show Queen of the South with his partner. Ah. He's also the son of playwright and Oscar-nominated actor Jason Miller, who played Father Karras in The Exorcist. Really? And he is Jason Patrick's half-brother. Really? Lost Boys. Wow. Yeah, right? He's got some, He's got some ce- pedigree right celeb there. royalty there. Yeah, wow. I, who knew? Karen Kay as Margaret Miller. She played Louise's mom. Dick Sargent as Frank Miller, who was the second Darren on Bewitched. Did oh, you watch Bewitched? Right. I did watch Bewitched. I forgot I there was two Darrens. I Bewitched. Me too. Which I thought was funny that he was on a movie about a witch, you know, yeah. since he was on Bewitched. I almost said Yes Master, but I forgot that was... Uh, <laughs> I dream of Jeannie. I I was like, you're calling me your master? (laughs) What a different time. This is where you would twitch your nose. (laughs) Oh, that's Bewitched. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Fuller, who played Randa. What a great name. Such a, yeah. Such an, I feel like such an 80s teen name. Randa. I want to have a baby and name it Randa (laughs) just so we could have a kid named Randa. (laughs) What about a cat? Yes. Why don't we get a cat and name it Randa? Or we could get a dog. We've got lots of cats. Let's get a dog. Name it Randa. You all heard it here first. No. He said I could get a dog. You can, but it's going to be named Megatron. (laughs) He also wanted us, if we were to ever have a child, to name it Rudder. Rudder is a... No! You are cutting that from the podcast. You are not sharing that name. Okay, that is my made-up name that no one else... If I see one kid named Rudder... Then you should be flattered. It's on you. That's okay. You can use Rudder. I give give everybody permission to use Rudder (laughs) as a name. You have his blessing. (laughs) Just tell me if you do, please. You're like the Pope. Just let us know if you name your kid Rudder. Listen, love, I I honestly don't think anyone's going to name their child Rudder, but you never know. Listen, you are hating on that name. It is a cool name. I was never going to name my child Rudder. Love you. I was just going to call the kid Rudder no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) But we were also going to have a dog and name it Alfredo, remember? Alfredo. That's still a good dog name. And call it Fredo. Fredo. I like that. Yeah. That's a cute name. Let's do it. Could we have a dog with three names? (laughs) It would be Megatron Alfredo Tuttle. 
<laughs> I think Alfredo Megatron. Alfredo Megatron. <laughs> Randa. Right. What about Randa? Randa, now we gotta Randa get Megatron? Two, we got to get two dogs. Randa Alfredo. <laughs> fun fact. I'm skipping ahead a little bit on the fun facts. But Lisa Fuller, Randa, married Dan, a.k.a. Brad, in 1990. And they have a child together. And they're still married today. They are still married today. At last I heard, anyway. That is crazy. I mean, nothing against Hollywood. There's just a lot of marriages and divorces in Hollywood. That's a right? long time to be together. That's great. And that was right after the movie, because the movie yeah. came out in 89. 89, right. It's just like, hey, I really like you. I, I like you, too. Let's be together forever. I was right. blown away by that. And I only learned that, like, two years ago or something. And then the great man. Andy Ingber as Polly. Polly. And she, she has a 20-year career as a celebrity fitness and wellness expert. She's Ooh. Jennifer Aniston's yoga instructor. Really? Yeah. I wish I could do yoga. <laughs> yoga has the exact opposite effect on me. I get angry when I do yoga. He's like the tin man when we try to do yoga. Yeah. I cannot touch my toes. I didn't believe him when he first told me that he couldn't, and then he showed me, and I was like, what? They're like, wow, you're not even like close <laughs> to touching your toes. Like, are you bending down? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Maybe Mandy can help you out. Maybe. She'd say, top that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So the writer Robin Mencken had said about coming up with the name for Teen Witch, they were looking at titles for recently successful movies and Teen Wolf had been around. And so they said, we got it. Like, we're going to make Samantha from Bewitched and make that a teenage girl's dilemma and just show that love is stronger than magic. Oh, right. And that was their movie. Huh, okay. Interesting, right? So the movie Teen Witch is about a teenage girl, Louise Miller, who finds out just before her 16th birthday that she is actually a powerful witch. All right? She's reincarnated. <laughs> and... She finds all this out from Madame Serena. She found out that she would receive her powers on her birthday. And before this, though, she has had a pretty mundane life, kind mm. of like Scott yep. and Teen Wolf. She doesn't have a ton of friends. She's basically invisible to her crush, Brad. Be Brad. <laughs> and when she meets Madame Serena, she's, you know, a psychic and a mystic. She's the one who teaches her how to harness her powers. There's also an amulet involved which she ends up getting at school like from her drama teacher who yeah. she's really close to of course the drama teacher doesn't know where it came from or anything she's just like you should have this yeah here's a prop which just I take this it's just all magic you it know magic. it was all being drawn to her and so along with her amulet and her powers she's able to perform these spells mm -hmm. that end up working. So she turns her brother into a dog. <laughs> she makes a voodoo doll of her teacher to get back at him after he humiliates her. He deserved it. He did deserve it. She makes the popular girls in school turn against each other by basically giving them a truth serum. Yeah. Look, you're too lazy to even cover your roots. Shut up, And she does her very own popular spell. So everybody 
starts to treat her like she's a celebrity, basically. She immediately like changes hairstyle and clothes at that point too, right? Right. But you kind of don't know if it's just that the spell made her Mm -hmm. look like that or if she suddenly knew how to do all that to herself. Yeah, they kind of brushed over that because she changed like her hairstyle Right, and where did all those clothes come from? I mean, I think that it just had to have been the spell. Had to have been, yeah. It just magically made her hair look cool and her makeup look great and give her some great outfits. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the one spell where, this is the one I would do. Yeah. Where they get to go backstage to see (laughs) their favorite artist, Shauna. Shauna. In concert. And she like puts their name on the list. And Shauna like gives her her lucky. Jacket. Jean jacket. Like I've had this since my first tour or whatever. Yeah. She comes over from performing and is like, hey, Louise. Like she knows her name. And of course, Polly is there with her. And she's like, how does she know your name? I feel like that is absolutely the first spell you would do. Oh, yeah. My first spell was the money spell. (laughs) (laughs) What Madam Serena was trying to do. I was like, yeah, I'll print some money real quick, please. Thank you. <laughs> really, all we'd have to do is just the money thing, and then everything else would fall into place. Right. right? If, you, if you have stacks of money, you can get backstage. Right. <laughs> I'm not worried about being popular. I just need to I just need to be able to do everything easily right. with money. You just want less resistance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let it all flow. Yeah. Okay, so the only spell that she will not go through with is making Brad fall in love with her. She has the spell all set up. He's coming over to study. She's got plans. She starts to do it. And he's like, what? Because she starts saying her mm-hmm. spell words. Incantation. Yeah. But, you know, she wants to know that if he likes her, that it's real. And then by the end of the movie, he's fallen in love with her. But the thing that really drives me crazy about the movie that makes me feel icky about it is that I realized that I think he only really liked her because she was the most popular girl. Yeah. Because he says to her when she's talking to him about being with Randa, like before they spark a romance, the two of them, he's like, well, every guy wants to be with the most popular girl. And then she does her spell to become popular. And then he falls in love with her. Right. So even though she didn't do the love spell, she still did a spell that affected the way he felt. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he didn't really like her when she wasn't popular. That's interesting. Did people date people? In high school, where you went just because they were popular? I don't know that it was like how Brad put it. You know, every guy wants to date the most popular girl. I don't think that people intentionally said, okay, which of these girls is the most popular? I'm going to date her. Maybe they did, but I don't think so. But I do think that there was a level of, you know, ranks. Mm. Not, I mean, you know how it is in high school. It's like- I didn't know because I was in the top rank. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm just saying that I think that like if a guy was in a certain group of friends or whatever, or he had this level of popularity, it was probably more rare for him to date someone that wasn't as popular. It makes me think of she's all that. I mean, what if the person was just really pretty, though? Yeah, I mean, I think that that happens. I don't think that it's that common that someone's just thinking like, oh, this person's popular, so let me date them. And who even knows what the dynamics are like now in high school? Because it's a totally different world of social media being a part of it all. Yeah. It's so different than it was for us. It's like yeah, it is you had to different. actually pick up the phone and call someone or you had to write them a note. Yeah. You know, or actually go up and talk to them <laughs> at school. 
I don't know. I, I really would love to be a fly on the wall to see what it's like at schools now. We should ask our nieces and nephews that are still in school. Yeah, we could get a little breakdown of what it's like now. Because we couldn't even text each other, you know? Yeah. Did you have a pager eventually? I never got a pager. You never had a pager? No. Really? Yeah. That's like the first big thing I ever bought myself. I had a pager in like 95, probably. <laughs> no, I never had that. It was electric blue. I don't feel like I even really wanted one. I don't remember why it was useful, but it was. Well, because it was like if you were out somewhere and someone needed to talk to you, they could let you know and you would have to then find a phone to call yeah, them. Right. Which so is it's like so getting a funny text. to think about. It is weird. Like I'm, I'm remembering back. It's like getting a text essentially mm -hmm. without the ability to reply back. It's like a, a one-way text. Like, yes. hey, this is Scott. Call me. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to call Scott. I got to go find a pay phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got to go right? find a pay like, phone. That's what it was like. Like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, I can't call him. I don't have a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call someone who cares? <laughs> nice. <sighs> but, you know, it just made me a little sad to look at it from that perspective now because mm -hmm. it made it seem a little less romantic. Yeah. Like at the end of the movie... She throws the amulet away like, I don't need this magic. And Brad still walks up to her and wants to be with her. So maybe that's their way of saying, even though like there's no magic involved here, but she still looks exactly the same. She's still wearing the same cool outfit. Her hair still looks great. You know what I mean? Like, what would it have been like if she threw the amulet and then she looked like how she used to dress and how her hair used to be before the popular spell? Then would he still like her? Well... I mean, it's still her, though. It's her in the clothes. It's yeah, her hair. He didn't like her before. Maybe part of the spell was that she would learn how to do her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been more interesting, even though I love that final scene, but it would have been more interesting if when she threw the amulet off, suddenly she looked like how she did at the beginning of the movie. That would have made more he sense. still liked her. Yeah, that would have been a better ending. I agree. But, you know, it's not like she didn't want to look like that and dress like that. She yeah. did. She just didn't have it. Like her mom bought her a sweater that she hated. Yeah. And she was having to wear these awful clothes and she didn't really know how to do her hair and stuff. Some people just don't know how to style themselves. And I'm one of those people. Right. But like she wanted to. She wanted to look. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't have said right there. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I was on a tangent. No. <laughs> right, yeah, like you. <laughs> no, I don't think that at all. Left to my own devices, it's difficult for me to style myself. I will walk into a store, and if it's not on a mannequin, I don't know what to get. Well, you always look great. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's because you style me now. <laughs> so the movie bombed at the box office. It did. But it has become a cult classic. How could it not with all of the amazing <laughs> musical and rap numbers? Yeah, amazing We is, were <laughs> is a word to attach to it. <laughs> when we first watched it, all right, we've watched it <laughs> twice in the last three months, I guess. Yeah. Because when we were going to cover it before we watched it and Pete was like, because he had never seen it. And it <laughs> all of a sudden the first song plays and he looks at me and he is like, I feel like we've already talked about this in a previous episode, but just in case you didn't listen to that one. He's like, uh, did you just rope me into watching a musical? <laughs> it did feel that way. I was like, <laughs> is this a musical? What are we doing right now? And I don't know why I didn't even think about the fact that like 
Yeah, kind of. But like I don't it's... think of when I think of Teen Witch, I don't think of it being a musical. I just think of it as being amazing and having all these wonderful songs in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is typically a musical. <laughs> it's just a great movie with a lot of songs in it. It's not a musical. <laughs> and the actors are singing the songs and dancing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But the movie did give us some wonderful songs. Like popular girl, mm-hmm. I like boys, which I thought was hilarious because they are in the locker room wearing their like leotards, and one of the girls comes in with a boombox and she's like, "Hey guys, I just got the new cheer," and then they sing, "I like boys." For I like boys. Five minutes. Yeah, I mean, how is that a cheer? A cheer for what? Boys. But, I mean, is that what they're going to do at the football game? I'm confused. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do at the football game. <laughs> All right. Well, I wish we would have seen them after they'd had a few rehearsals. Um, Finest Hour, which is the final song at the dance. Never Gonna Be the Same Again by Shauna, which is how the movie opens with the really dramatic scene oh. where Louise and Brad are on the roof and Louise is looking all She's in the red dress. Glamorous, like how she looks at the end of the movie, like yeah. when she's the popular girl, but she's dreaming. That's the song that's playing. But we also see Shauna singing that song when they go see her in concert. Mm. Shauna reminds me of like Sheena Easton or Stacey Q, like one of those kind of 80s pop stars. Who did she remind me of? Didn't you say Sheena the Easton? Bangles? Oh, Susanna Hoffs. Yeah, she reminds me of She does kind of look Hoffs. like Susanna Hoffs a little bit, yeah. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, Top That. Top That! <laughs> Fun facts about Teen Witch. Let's get it. This one is my favorite, okay, because I learned about it recently. It happened a couple years ago, though, but Robin recreated... The famous dance that's at the end of Teen Witch Mm -hmm. as a surprise for Blake and Ryan Reynolds' wedding. Really? So apparently Blake and then their brother, they both really loved Teen Witch growing up. Mm -hmm. And so her brother and Robin got together to plan a surprise for Blake. So at Blake and Ryan's wedding... Robin got a blue dress, a blue tutu, and had Finest Hour start playing. Mm -hmm. And they did the dance, and she had the necklace, the amulet necklace, (laughs) remade. And at the end, she threw it to Blake, which is so great, because at the end, she throws the necklace. I loved hearing about that. I thought that was so fun. Plus, I just love Blake and Ryan together, so I just... Yeah. I think it's great. I wish there was video that we could see of at least just parts of that. I know. Because like, you, so you know there's video of it. Oh, absolutely. I don't know that the world will ever see it. Also, she recreated it with Dan, a.k.a. Brad, for her brother's birthday. Oh, really? They even did like the same clothes and <laughs> all that. That is so much fun. I know. I wonder like... I don't, it didn't have a date on that. So I don't know if it was when he was young, you know, (laughs) or later on. I like that. This I really liked was that Robin's mother basically handled the wardrobe. So she was behind the iconic looks of Louise Miller. Well, dang, that is a good job. I know. And Robin said, like, you know, she was just helping. Like, they even used some of her actual clothes. And she basically helped create this iconic character. So it's like, oh, well, I mean, I pretty much just have the coolest mom ever. I know. Well, I think it's so funny because as a child, I loved every single thing that Louise wore. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from her. What about the sweater with the dress? Grandma outfits at the beginning. <laughs> with the sho- What kind of shoes did you call them? 
I think I said grandpa shoes because they look like shoes? slippers that a grandpa would wear. <laughs> yeah, they did. But even the switch at the dance before she does the spell, I love that outfit. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I love all the outfits that she wears after she does the popular girl spell. spell. But then Blake, years later, as Serena on Gossip Girl and just as herself, is a style icon in my mind. Mm-hmm. I love everything that she wears. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that both sisters are style icons just in different eras. They get it from their mother. They get it from their mama. (laughs) So the Groundlings in L.A. apparently performed a live version, which previous members include Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, Paul Rubens, Maya Rudolph. They launched a live version of Teen Witch the Musical in 2013. Did they really? Yeah. That'd be something to see. I would have loved to have seen that. So Madame Serena's house was actually the house where Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf in Thriller. Really? There's some synergy for you again. Yeah. Because we talked about his transformation when we were talking about Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, yeah. Look at that. That house, though, is something else. I mean, it's got to be (laughs) so haunted. Oh, yeah, definitely. What a house, though. It's awesome. I agree. So then Robin apparently had a crush on Dan, who played Brad. So in real life, she had a crush on him. Yes. Like Uh, as they were filming. Yeah. But as they were filming, he was dating Lisa. They played Randa and then they got married not long after that. And Robin was apparently heartbroken, but she still went to the wedding. Well, good on her. Yeah. Good job. She held her head high. Okay. So I don't know if it was hard for you or not to choose your favorite moments. Do you have any? I had a lot of favorite moments. You, You made me change some of these because my favorite moments were when bad things happened. But my edited list for my original list. No, as we were watching, he was like, remind me, my favorite moment is that is is, is how Louise ignored her friend as soon as she became popular. And I was like, how is that a favorite moment? I think you just meant you wanted to talk about that. But it's not necessarily a favorite moment. You're right. It's not my favorite moment. It's just my most memorable moments. Yeah, she just like ditched Polly right yeah, away. Yeah, like right away. Just So like, annoying. What are you doing? Anyways, <laughs> I love when she goes to the dance, she gets changed into her cool clothes. Yeah. First of all, the outfit is awesome. It is. I love it. The and pink, I just love that the pink transformation. pink and the orange and yeah. the turquoise. We don't actually see her do her hair, no, but it's it just suddenly comes out different. different. Yeah. Doesn't she have a tutu on? Yes. Yeah. I love that outfit. Mm-hmm, it's great. Secondly, when the teacher is reading that note in the beginning, it's got like the chocolate on it from her brother. From her diary. From her diary where she's talking about Brad kissing her. (laughs) Yeah. Brad. Brad. First of all, that is the absolute biggest D-Hay move by a teacher ever. Agree. Like that was the worst teacher anyways. But I just like the feeling of that. It captures how uncomfortable class could be. Oh, yeah. When the you wrong could thing feel happens. how embarrassed she was. Yes. It was a good scene. It's along the lines of what I mentioned earlier, where it's like, it's a memorable moment. Right. Although I wish we would have seen a little bit more of a reaction from Brad. Yeah. Of like, is she talking about me? You know, you don't see him react any more than anybody else in the class. And he's right there. Right. So like, she has to run past him when she leaves the classroom. She is mortified. Uh, last for me... I actually like the I Like Boys routine and song. (laughs) I can't imagine why. I mean, it's fun. (laughs) Okay. 
Why do you think I like it? Because there's hot girls in their bathing suits dancing around. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. That's all right. It is a good routine. It's a great routine. A great, great. A great cheer. Now, my least favorite moment. Yeah. When I couldn't remember this guy's name. I'm not sure that they told us. Yeah, I don't know. Randa's cousin that Louise goes on a date with. And Louise straight disappears him in the car. Well, that guy. He is my least favorite moment. He's the worst. I mean, on purpose, but he is the worst. Oh, yeah. They made him an annoying. Yes. He was an annoying. <laughs> but it was like really inappropriate. It did, A little yeah. rapey. Uh, yeah. Very rapey. A little just date like, rapey. Very date rapey and just like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for this guy to go. Thanks, Louise. You just disappeared him. I appreciate right. you. And then she has to like dramatically park the car there in Brad's car. She hits the brake with like her hand or something. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how did she even stop the car? She's not sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Okay. So the popular girl montage. Is definitely one of my favorites because we see her in a bunch of different outfits. We see that everybody is copying what she's wearing and the way she's fixed her hair. And just the moments where she's like walking into class and everybody's clapping for her, like yeah. ridiculous things. And at one point there, I don't know if this is during the montage or just later on, but they're crowded outside her house. Oh, yeah. Like paparazzi. Holding, like holding up signs and stuff like how you would do to a pop star back then. Mm-hmm. Because that would happen to, like, new kids on the block. I remember seeing video footage of people, like, hanging out outside their houses. Oh, wow. I never did that, but might have driven by, but <laughs> never just, like, camped out. Okay. And it wasn't for new kids. That was for NSYNC. But anyway. <laughs> An NSYNC drive I mean, if by. you live in the same town as them and you know where they live, like, why wouldn't you occasionally just go by? I mean, I, I would have for, you know, somebody that I really was... Into. Into, yeah. You don't even know how many times we got to see them because they happened to be standing in front of their house when we went by. We, we didn't do anything. You just looked at them. We were just like, oh my God, there he is. And then we keep going. But then we'd be, you know, freaking out in the car, but never do anything to them. You know, just drive by. Would they be like getting the mail and stuff like that? Yeah. Just whatever. I like that. Getting into their car, I whatever. I like that you didn't bother them. No, but it was just like, honestly, in high school, when I had a crush on someone or I liked someone, we would do the same thing. Really? If we ever at one point tell our most embarrassing stories, I'm not doing it now. Ooh, that is a good idea. But later on, that could be a topic for, you know, another one of our like top five lists or something, because <laughs> I'm sure I could probably think of five embarrassing moments, but... I only have like two, but one of the only two. <laughs> one of those involves driving by a guy's house that I liked. Okay, so this happened in high school. So mm. to me, it was the same thing. You know, it was like you just wanted to see if they were home, kind of thing. <laughs> and we didn't do it all the time. It was just occasionally be like, let's go drive around and hey. go by every single one of the members of Insync's homes. That we could get to. Let's go casually stalk these people. <laughs> let's, let's go stalk them. But it wasn't actually stalking. Like it we wasn't. Didn't... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, but we would joke about that. Yeah. 
But we truly didn't ever bother them. We never did anything weird. We didn't like send them mail or do anything crazy. We just would go by. Now, NSYNC didn't make a lot of money in the beginning, right? That's I feel like we saw that in the documentary that we watched. Right. Well, yeah, they didn't get what they were I've, worth. It, it sounded the like they got almost because nothing. Because of Lou Pearlman, yeah. Yeah. Then they so went to court. what were their houses like? Well, Chris lived in the same apartment complex that I lived in. Okay. So like not, I don't think at the same time. Yeah. But- I moved to Orlando in 2002, so they broke out from under Lou in 99, and I'm pretty sure he still lived there for a while, because later on, I became friends with someone who used to date him, Right. and she came to, like, pick us up to go out or something, and she was like, oh, my ex-boyfriend used to live here, you know, like, like, it, it wasn't that long. Well, what about the houses you drove by, though? Were they nice houses, or just, like, normal houses? Um... They were nice. I mean, two of them lived in an area that is well known in Orlando, like Tiger Woods and Shack live in that same neighborhood. Okay. But those houses vary in luxury, I would say. But for the biggest pop stars in the world. Right. Subpar. But now Joey's home that he eventually bought was massive and it was right on the lake. Huge. I mean, Justin's house was really nice. Yeah. I mean, eventually- that big, but they, they, you know, I mean, that was early days. They had to have gotten money eventually from it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, they were the biggest act in the world yeah, for a time. Of course. And, yeah, I mean, JC's house was nice. It was just in this quaint. His was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I know I sound like such a stalker right now, but he <laughs> lived in this area of town that was like these cobblestone streets and these weeping willow trees. And it was just a really nice area okay and then the rest of them were kind of in like gated neighborhoods oh so you couldn't go in there i mean well you weren't supposed to go in there (laughs) did you have like a fight club (laughs) night where you'd like go over the railing (laughs) or go over the fence i'm sorry (laughs) no nothing like that but we definitely got into those neighborhoods nice I i wish oh if we weren't on this podcast i'll tell you later i can't wait to hear these stories of how we got into these neighborhoods. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Okay, number two is the epic rap battle. Top that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give a... <laughs> it's so good. It's a classic. Like, I think everybody that thinks of Teen Witch thinks of that scene. Mm-hmm. Polly. Is just, well, it, what's great about it is that she's really shy. She feels like she'll never be cool mm-hmm. like the guys that are always rapping. She has a crush on Rhett, who's like the leader of that little pack yeah. of rappers. <laughs> and she's saying to Louise, like she's confessing to her that she has a crush on him and that she'll never be cool like them. And so Louise like does a little spell. You see her rub her amulet and all of a sudden Polly's like super confident and jumps off of her bike and goes over to them and starts rapping in his face. She's ready to crush it. And they have a rap battle. Rap battle. Top that. It's so good. And then, of course, I've already talked about this scene a couple times, but the end of the movie where they're at the dance and Louise shows up and she decides that she's going to throw her magic away, throwing the amulet away, and then we see Brad still cross the dance floor to her and then they proceed to do a choreographed dance that everyone else on the dance floor automatically knows. Well, it's the 80s. That's what you do. (laughs) Everybody knows the the dances that are coming. In my mind, at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' wedding, the entire wedding party then started doing the same dance. That's what I wish they would have done. I hope that's what they did. In my mind, that's what they did. 
I do have some honorable mentions. So when she's first learning her powers and she goes to this carnival-looking place, there's a carousel, and she's doing her spells. And <laughs> what is it? It's like, Omni, Suminaro, Suminaro, Wawan. When she's doing it, I, I can say it with her because as a child, I would say it. And then you, you think about it, you're like, oh, what were we saying? You know, what if they had all kids all across 1989 casting, casting spells? spells? I like it. I wonder if it rained. <laughs> and then it started raining and then the carousel started going and the music played and she's dancing around and it's just a fun scene. I love anything where witches are involved in movies or TV shows when you see them learn their powers. Like it's funny start too, to know how to use them. Yeah, it's funny too to see the tone with which spells are delivered or incantations are delivered. Mm -hmm. It's always the same. Humne Ichitaro Waterfall. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's always the same cadence. Okay. Also, it feels crazy to say this because I was 10 years old. I feel like I was a little older when I was like renting this, mm -hmm. but I was probably more like 12 or 13 when I kept renting it. Mm -hmm. But when she and Brad go to the abandoned house, it's very sexual. That is a very sultry scene. It is. That dude is legit sweating. <laughs> There's like a lot of lead up. There's a lot of tension. And then they start making out. And I was telling Pete this last night. Like, I think that that may have been the first tongue kiss that I ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, well, you never saw Top Gun? And I'm like, oh, yes, I did see Top Gun. So I guess Top Gun was probably the first one I witnessed. And then I was chasing you around with my Top Gun tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but that's what happened. <laughs> I didn't trust any of his kisses all night because no. I was like, oh, he's going to have his tongue darting kiss. out. <laughs> I tricked you for so long, too. It's just like, it's just normal kisses for like five minutes. And then bam, Top Gun tongue. <laughs> Highway to the danger zone. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to call it Top Gun Tongue Top forever. Gun tongue. Oh, don't you give me that Top Gun Tongue. Oh. And I love how she takes care of her favorite drama teacher. She hooks her up, basically. She, like straight she away. She wins the lottery, and she's going to go away. She's met this amazing man, and they're going off to travel the world, mm -hmm. and everything is lovely. And I just think that's really sweet of Louise to do that for her. But she was really good to Louise. And, she was. And so Louise gave her that. She's like, you're my favorite. <laughs> and then just a really cute moment. Louise goes to talk to Madame Serena and she needs some advice. And she goes and she sits on her lap. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and they're, they're both there. And then they both giggle and then switch <laughs> seats because Louise is much taller than Madame Serena. And so they switch and then... Serena sits in her lap and it's really cute. I wonder if that was scripted or unscripted. I bet it, it was seemed scripted, really... but it was cute. Oh, okay. I thought it was cute too. I Sorry. was hoping it was unscripted. I wish it was. I don't know. I wish I could have found some like making of Teen Witch or like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, that wasn't really out there. I couldn't find it. If anybody knows of anything like that, let me know. And then my least favorite was just how gross her brother Richie was with the food. Yeah, this was my original pick for but least you favorite. you saw that I had written I that saw down. that you had it, and I left it for you. I just 
every scene that he was in, he's he's eating something or he's like cooking something, waiting waiting to get to eat something, and a really there's a really strong desire to eat something. Or he's cooking, like you see him cooking and there's like spaghetti sauce all over the walls, like like as if he just had it on his hands and was wiping it on the walls. Or he's making like pizza, I think. Yeah, with marshmallows on it. Yeah. And then just the first scene we see him, he's under her bed eating chocolates. And it's like all over his face. Everywhere. It's like, I don't understand the point of, like whose brother was like this? He's just very confusing because yeah. he seems too old to be. Yeah. Doing that. It was a little confusing from a character. To me, I would think that he was like 12 or 13, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just didn't understand. And I I didn't either. Hoping to find something in research (laughs) about why, like, I don't know where they got the idea for that, you know? I don't know either. I'd love to know. Like, why would they even want to make you grossed out by him? Yeah. Like, what was the point of that character? Like, you can make an annoying brother without doing gross things with food. Yeah. You know? I just thought that was very weird. And then he kind of disappears and you don't see him for the rest of the movie. Right. He almost could not be in the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't want that. Other than the dog scene. No, I don't want him not to be in there. I just want them to have written him a little bit better. Yeah. Definitely have an annoying younger brother. Yes. But I just don't get the food stuff. Right. But it did provide the reasoning for her diary page getting to her teacher because the chocolate stuck. It did. So that's probably where they came up with the idea. And then they just kept going with it. Yeah. But I wish they hadn't. Least favorite, for sure. Grosses us out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So both of these movies involved scenes at dances. Mm -hmm. So I was curious if you had any stories about going to high school dances. Do you? I mean, I would go to the dances. I don't have a lot of stories attached to them. Yeah, nothing too crazy. No synchronized dancing or anything. No, no synchronized dancing. No fights where people had their shirts ripped open. No, I don't think so. No real drama. But the dances were like really well done. They'd have like good audio visual systems. The music was sweet. Do they have themes? I mean, not for like the normal dances. Yeah, we didn't either. Just the proms, we had themes. Yeah. Like my junior prom had a theme. I went to that. I had a very cool suit on. I think it might have been purple or teal. Why have I not seen pictures of this? I can't remember if that's what I wore to it or not. Might have been my teal suit. Why are there no pictures of this? I don't know why there's no pictures of it. I really need to see pictures of this. My parents took lots of photos, except when I got older, they just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they didn't stop caring. They, they, they stopped caring they about just taking didn't photos. think about it. <laughs> I wasn't the young, cute kid anymore. Oh. oh. When I got older, it was just more like I started caring about capturing everything. I was too lazy. When I got ready for my prom, I wasn't even around my parents. Really? Yeah, well, we went with a big group of friends. And so, I mean, I did get ready at my house, but then went over to a friend's house to, like, get dressed. And then we took photos at one of the girls' houses that we were all going with. My my parents were not there for that. At my junior prom, it was the first time I ever hit anything with a car. Yeah? Yeah. I had my dad's car, which was a big deal. (laughs) I thought it was so cool. It was like a, a 1990 probe. Ford Probe, but it was so sweet. But we went to an after party after the dance, Mm -hmm. and I was backing up to leave, and I backed up into a tree. Oh, no. And I was so terrified to go look at that car. It was okay, though. (laughs) There was no marks on it. I was so relieved. I was like, what have I 
done. Did you ever tell your dad? No, no, I never told him. There was no marks on it. <laughs> Unless he's listening now. Now he knows. Now he knows. So how about you? You have to have some very good dance stories. I do. Like my prom story is not really anything spectacular. Nothing major happened. I do know. I think I've talked about this before. When I was in middle school, the big thing to do for a lot of people was to have for their birthday parties, they would have a dance party. So they would rent out a place. Yeah. A lot of them would rent out like a voting precinct. And then some people would do it in like church gyms. It's that hot spot. Yeah, I know. My first dance with a boy was in a voting precinct wow. that was like in the parking lot of my elementary school. Where? My elementary school. I don't know what that word is. My elementary school. Oh, oh, your <laughs> elementary school. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it was in the parking lot? I mean, it was just, it kind of shared a parking lot. But it was outside. No, it was in a building. Oh, okay. It just shared a parking lot. With I thought you were school. saying the dance was in the parking lot. No, the voting precinct where the party was. I gotcha. Was in the same parking lot. I was like, that is risky for a dance. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I had my first dance with a boy, and it was to End of the Road oh. by Boys to Men. That's a story that I told a little bit about on our Instagram page a while ago. Like, I think before we had too many followers or too okay. many listeners, but there was a boy who I didn't go to elementary school with, okay? But I was doing rec cheerleading before I got into middle school. Yeah. And we had a homecoming game, mm -hmm. and he was on the football team, and they paired us up with people to walk with for homecoming. And I posted this picture, and I don't know if I should repost it or not, or if you can just go way back and on our page. Just keep scrolling. <laughs> scroll way down. <laughs> but there's a picture where, you know, I had started to gain a little bit of weight and got a little chunky and a little awkward in my cheerleading uniform. And I'm walking with two guys, and this one guy to my right is the guy that's super cute that every girl is talking about. He got, he went to a different school, but, like, everybody knew his name. He was so cool. And so when I found out that I was going to be the one that got to walk with him, I was very excited. This was the Brad. Yeah, he was the B-Rad. How did you know who he was if he was at a different school? Because everybody on the cheerleading squad was talking about him. Cheerleading squads did that? Of course. I didn't know that. They were just like, ooh, that guy, wow. you know? And so I knew that it was a big deal that I was the one that was picked to walk with him, right? So I go up, and when we, we do our walk, you know, they tell you that you're supposed to link arms, as you do when you're being escorted. Right. And his arm was just down by his side. He refused to even lift his arm up to escort me. He looked miserable. And Do I need to whoop this guy's ass? <laughs> I feel like I need to. <laughs> the little girl in me was dying. Like, I was yeah, so sad and so, so bad. That was probably my first real embarrassment, you know, like because of a boy. Yeah. And what's sad is that you look back on it and I look at that picture and I didn't even notice the guy to the left of me, but he looked as happy and he proud as He was super could be. happy to be there. I don't even know his name. 
He probably wanted to be your husband. I'm lucky to be here right now. <laughs> that dude wanted to be your husband right then. He was so happy. And, but you know what? It's like he's probably putting a post about me out there on Instagram about how I didn't pay attention to him or something. Oh, I don't know. You didn't pay attention to him? I mean, I, I don't remember Is him. That what we're saying? Oh, my God. But when I look at but the But you picture, held his arm. But it's I did hold his okay. arm. And like, I was smiling. All, that was your job. I held his arm and I was smiling. I just don't remember him because I was so focused on walking with this other guy that everybody was in love with. What's his name? Tell us his name. Josh. Not going to tell you his last name. But Josh D. Hay? Was that his last name? (laughs) Close. Anyway, so the funny part of that is I was in like sixth grade Mm -hmm. when that happened. And then we go to middle school. And then I'm in kind of a different group of friends in middle school. Yeah. We go to a dance. In the seventh grade, not a dance, but a party where dancing is involved. And End of the Road by Boys to Men is playing. And that same guy comes and asks me to dance. Why is he at your dance? Because we're in middle school together. I thought he was at a different school. No. When I was a cheerleader, I was still in elementary school. And he went to a different elementary school. But then when you go to junior high. It's all combined. Now it's called middle school. But I at skipped the time all that. for me, it was still junior high. I was at my bougie private school. I didn't have oh. to deal with that nonsense of right, right. elementary and. Schools combining. Schools combining. I was just there in the same school. No. So like all the elementary schools in the county then combine for junior high. I got gotcha. Middle school. And he wanted to dance with you. He asked me to dance and I danced with him. Oh, I wish you would have slapped that dude right in the face. <laughs> I mean, curse slap. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll dance with you. No, but at the time, it was like I was still feeling like, oh, now he thinks I'm worthy. You know, maybe I like grew a little bit and I wasn't as chunky and I was a little more pretty. And and I was I had you're always I had I love you, but I had cool friends. And, you know, in his mind, did you cast any spells? I was also given an amulet by my oh, drama teacher. it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wish you would just look at me. And then it all happened. It's all I wish you would ask me to dance. <laughs> oh. No, I don't want to dance with no! you. No. But then the story ends with us being in high school, my senior year. Mm-hmm. He's the same grade as you? Yes. And- randomly because we had kind of gone our separate ways like i don't we were maybe kind of in the same friend group but it was very outskirts ish right and senior year came and then the guy that i was involved with was gone away to college and so honestly at that point i did not care about anybody that was at our school none of those high school boys no i had moved on to college boys i was already talking to you actually yeah at that point real men But he asked me out. Oh. He asked me out my senior year, and I turned him down. I mean, you straight noped him? I noped him. I like that. Because at the time, I didn't like his lifestyle, and I was just like, I don't want to be involved with that. Oh. But I also, I think the little girl in me that held on to his stiff arm. Stiff arm. For the homecoming Wait, was he a football player? Yes. He might have just been practicing. Did you ever think about that? Stiff arm is a football thing. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He wasn't a football player in high school, though, I don't think. No? Not later, anyway. Mm. But anyway, that's my story. It felt like a story of retribution. It was like, I don't think that I was really consciously thinking about how he humiliated me that day when I was like 11. 
But it felt good as an 18-year-old to be like, nah. No, thank you. I'm good, you know? I know what you're saying. So there we go. I don't think I had anything that dramatic happen ever as far as retribution goes. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I feel like there was a lot of drama at our dances that I just can't remember. I wish I could bring somebody on that could remember something and tell me (laughs) everything that happened. Because I know they were drama filled, just like yours. That would be fun. All right. I guess we've wrapped up those movies. All right. Good job. I think we have some nostalgic items. I'm getting low. You might be running out. Do you want me to tell you about mine first? Yeah, let's hear about yours. Oh, yours is a good one. Yes. So mine is a Barbie that I had as a child. I loved her so much. She is Crystal Barbie. Crystal Barbie. Oh, wow. Look at that dress. She is like some iridescent, sparkly. It's like white, but it's also kind of pinkish. She's got a pink and purple belt. And she has this luxurious stole that Mm. you can wear a bunch of different ways, kind of like a lot of the Barbies that I've talked about on here. And then she had these gorgeous sparkly shoes that I remember trying really hard not to lose as a child. And then look, she came with a necklace that you could wear. Ooh, wow, yeah. See that picture of there's a little girl. Yeah, she's got the necklace. Wearing on. the necklace, and there's the necklace there's right there. The necklace. Oh, did you wear that necklace? Yes, I wore the necklace. Of course, of course, you course did. I did. And then there's Ken. I guess he's Crystal Ken. He's got to be Crystal Ken because he matches her perfectly. And he, I remember that little purple boutonniere and tie. He looks like B Rad from <laughs> Teen Witch. He kind of does. He does. Although his face reminds me of the Jordan Knight doll. Just oh, yeah. kind of funny. I wonder if they just used that they as might. like a mold. I <laughs> bet you they did. Have. That's funny. Yeah, this is from 1983. Oh, wow. So I would have been four. A young you, for Very sure. Very young me. I just remember being super excited about her, though. I can see why. Even though like the dress is a little kind of crinkly and it didn't flow like a lot of the other Barbie dresses. Oh, okay. But I still loved it. I thought it was gorgeous. It's just very gorgeous. Shiny, crystally, you know. Very nice. So I was very excited to get her. Crystal Barbie. <laughs> Mine are something that you got me for Valentine's Day this year. Yes, they're not something you had as a child, but it's a character that you loved as a child. Yes, they are Skeletor pins. Yes. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> But they are great. I can't wait to put these on like a jean jacket. Yep. And have like a hoodie underneath <laughs> that matches these in color, like a teal hoodie. With some pink. Some pink. That would be sweet. What do they say? Do they say anything? Um. Well, I don't have my glasses on <laughs> and I'm old. So I think it says love, love, love. But why don't you tell me what it says? Oh, no. <laughs> it says live, laugh, love. Oh, live, Which laugh, is like love. this super cheesy quote. It's great that Skeletor hilarious. is saying that. He's got his angry that's, face that's on. That's the funny part about it. It's very funny. And then the other one, he's cuddling his kitty. Oh, he's holding Panthor. You're right. So cute. Very cute. That one doesn't say anything, does it? No, he's just clutching his kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me walking out to get coffee with kitty. Oh, I actually have a surprise for you. You got a surprise? I do. This is something that, hold on. This is an actual surprise. I have no clue what this is. I got you this. That would make it a surprise. For Valentine's Day. Oh, the the Valentine's Day gifts keep coming. They do. I feel like I just got another one Well, there were a few that were on back order. This one, they didn't even tell me when it was coming and it just finally showed up. Okay. I actually had the thought like two days ago that I was like, I really need to check on that order because- 
I don't know if it went through or not. I think this should be the plan in the future. Just like keep the Valentine's Day <laughs> gifts rolling. Listen, as far as you and I go, I feel like every day is Valentine's Day it anyway. Is. So There's I kind of so like. Much love. I, so much love. <laughs> I like that it's a little spread out. All right. So I thought that it would be fun for you to open it right now. Are we doing a live open? We're doing a live unboxing. Oh, live unboxing. <laughs> All right, let's. This is a whoa, late whoa, Valentine's whoa. Day gift. What do we have here? Oh my God! It's this giant Skeletor tiki. <laughs> Holy cow! Look at that! Wow, that is incredible. Kiki tiki's. Holy! You gonna cow. pull it out of the box? Yes. This is not staying in the box. Thank you, love. You're welcome. Make sure I don't drop him. That'd be great on the unboxing. <laughs> wow, look at that. Oh, that is incredible. Look, look at how Skeletor. big it is. Like, it is huge. Like it is awesome. Could I clean it out and drink out of him right now? Of course. It doesn't smell like anything. Hey, man, you boob. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, love. Cheers. <sighs> Tastes like evil. <laughs> Thank you, darling. You're welcome. So before we go, I just wanted to mention our Patreon. We now have our first bonus episode, Pilots on Patreon. It's mm -hmm. the pilot of Freaks and Geeks. And holy cow, was it a lot of fun. So much fun. What I love about it is that when we first watched it and recorded the episode... We didn't even know a lot about the show. Yeah. And we loved it so much that we binged it all in the two days. The entire thing. And loved it. So it's funny because in the episode, you can tell, like, we don't really know a lot about the characters. And, We're like, what's going to happen? And things like that. We're, like, guessing what's going to happen. And now we know. And I and we'll definitely do a full episode on Freaks and Geeks. But this is a really fun episode. And if you like Freaks and Geeks or you think you just want to hear it, come join us on Patreon. You yeah, can go to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You pay $4 or more per month. It helps support our podcast so we can bring you all this content and fun nostalgia. Also, we have started a segment of our podcast called The Cozy Club. If you have anything you want to tell us about that made you feel cozy as a child or things that you're doing today for self-care, for your mental health, we would love to hear about it. Yeah. On our most recent podcast, we featured a few things that people have written in to us mm -hmm. that they remember from their childhood that made them feel cozy. And if you would like to share your story with us, you can DM us. You can write it out. You can send us a voice message. You can also leave us a voicemail at our Google number, 423-665-9024. We promise we won't answer. It she goes promises we won't answer, but I might answer <laughs> if are I you, see it. Are you just sitting there waiting? I'm just waiting every second of every day to answer that call. <laughs> Just kidding. It goes straight to voicemail. We won't answer it. But if you want to be featured on our podcast, leave us a message and we'll air it. If you we'll want put your to... voice on here with us. That's right. And we'll let you know that it's coming up yeah. too. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you should come join the party. We're having a great time. It's at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can come join our Facebook group at We Don't Want to Grow Up exclamation point. Send us an email at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at Gmail. I think I've covered all the ways you can reach us. Our website? Oh, we don't want to grow up.com. That's easy. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You all take care. Have a great week. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. Well, there we go. Your Skeletor mug. It's the Skeletor mug. We're still waiting for that Geeky Tiki sponsorship, by the way. Yeah, they never replied, did they? (laughs) We'll we'll refresh it for them. (laughs) I love Geeky Tiki's. I ordered you an Elvira Geeky Tiki. When did I order that? I feel like that was... You ordered it last summer. Last summer. 2021. Yes. It was supposed to arrive at that point. It was still a pre-order. It was supposed to arrive January of this year. It just arrived about a month ago. Yeah. It's great, though. It is great. Now, you cannot drink out of that thing. No. The way that the mouth on that is like Elvira's hair with the big bump. And so it's like a slant. There's no way. I mean, you could drink out of it with a straw. You need a straw. That's the only way you could do it. But it's amazing. Maybe we should be doing it that way, but I don't know. (laughs) But I love all of our geeky tikis. They're the best. I do too. This is not an ad. No, it's not. (laughs) Also, I thought it was funny that this was our first announcement about our very first bonus episode for Patreon. Was it really? It was when we covered Freaks and Geeks, Ah. the pilot episode. And, you know, that, of course, has grown. We have tons of bonus episodes there now. Yeah, I think there's around 40 over there now, I think, if not a little over. Most of them are Patreon exclusive. Right. So you do have to to come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up uh, and become a member. You donate $4 or more per month. And there are unique episodes that nobody else gets to hear. Pilots on Patreon was our first series that we did where we covered the pilots of like what we did. Like I said, Freaks and Geeks. We did the Wonder Years, right? Yes. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Felicity. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yes. We did. Yeah. Didn't we do the Halloween episode of Felicity? No. We did the Halloween episode of My So-Called Life. Oh, that's right. And then uh, we did A Different World. I can't remember anything else. Yeah, me either. But anyway, we did like a special Christmas. We did Home Alone 2. And then we've done tons of game nights and our summer reading series where we read Boy Crazy Stacy, which is a Babysitter's Club book. What else? Oh, lots of like Dear Diary stuff that I'm too embarrassed about to put on our regular podcast. Intimate Dear Diary entries. Yes. Where the names are not changed. (laughs) They're not changed, (laughs) but I'm going to start changing them there too, I think, in case people come over. I'm going to go back and bleep them all out. (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) And also that was when we were first doing like the Cozy Club, where we were talking about memories from our childhood that gave us that cozy, nostalgic feeling, the warm and fuzzies, and people were sending us stories like that. So it made me feel like, you know, fall's coming. It's such a cozy season. So if you have memories, uh, lots of people will talk about, you know, the Scholastic Book Fair and I don't know, just stories about like their dad carrying them to bed when they fell asleep in the car and just different things that made them feel safe and it just makes them happy to think about. Also, people would talk about things that they do for their mental health, which we haven't talked about in a while. But no, we haven't. That's uh, a topic that's very near and dear to our hearts and, you know, part of why we started this podcast to begin with, mm-hmm. not just for us, but to try to help others, too. So, you know, send those stories in as well. Yeah, but don't leave a voicemail on our Google number. I'm not even sure if it's ours anymore. (laughs) When I heard that number, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) We should call it. (laughs) But if you do ever want to leave us a voice message, you can just send it in a DM on Instagram or just record it and, you know, send it via email. Yeah, it's easy to get it over. It is. We've had several people do that, like for our other nostalgic stories, like listener stories and stuff. Just don't do the Google number. No. (laughs) 
And I think all the other ways to reach us was in there. The only thing that's changed is the name of our Facebook group. Now it's the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. And we did used to give our website, which is so funny because like we (laughs) never check our notifications over there very rarely. And now we've just kind of, I think, turned off our communication there because, yeah, we don't want to miss things from people. But Right. It was tough to monitor that one. And there are just better ways to do it. Yes. All right. I guess that's it. We hope you enjoyed. Stay tuned for lots of content coming up for spooky season. I can't wait. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.